0: Vigilant Geeks Around the Globe. The time has come to assemble. For another Vigilant Geek Podcast. My name is Andrew Puzak of Vigilant Geek Media. And with me today, as usual, my comic book partner in crime, Holden Orm. Who's also, uh, here at Vigilant Geek Media. Yeah, just working hand in hand every day to bring you up to date geek pop culture news and comic book facts uh this week we have uh, a very exciting uh update on the marvel comics universe i know it feels um, like it's
1: been so long
0: yeah well it's, it's been a little while uh the summer you know we we had secret wars uh taking up you know the, the bulk of the summer and uh everything sort of changed in the marvel universe and 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 Truth be told, Secret Wars is still not over yet. Uh, has, has that, has, uh, issue 8 come out yet? I don't, I don't believe it has. Ooh, yes. I want, I want to say it is.
1: It like came out last week, I think. But like I'm hearing number 9 won't be out until
0: January. January, yeah, they just announced yeah. it. It's such a pain in the ass. So we gotta wait till January to, yeah. uh, conclude Secret Wars. So, so an arc that they started in the summer. Well, you gotta figure that's what, uh. It's still st-
1: been really good. Yeah, I it's mean. It's been really,
0: really good arc. You, you figure, you know, uh, it's gonna end up being, uh, when it's all said and done, uh, an eight or nine month arc. Well, you got nine issues. Yeah, it should be a... Well, either way, um we don't know how the new Marvel Universe that has been reset, um the all new, all different Marvel that we're looking at here today with all the new number ones that have been coming out, uh, the new, uh, title books for, uh, the past, uh, month, past six weeks. Actually, it's been about two months now of new books coming out. And, uh, so so we don't know uh at this point at this stage of the game um how secret wars ended and how uh this new Marvel universe that that we're going to be running with from thus far um has come to be but uh we do have some great information about some of the new books Marvel has uh, uh been putting out over the over like I said the past couple months. Um I suppose it would behoove us to uh first discuss uh the all new all different avengers
1: so from the looks of it um right now there isn 't any one like right now marvel 's got ten ten team books and they 're all related to being an avenger team in one way or the other i guess uh well the re- Whatever repercussions from secret wars took place, I guess Tony Stark is no longer able to uh financially fund an Avengers team, so he's got to put all his money back in the company so like they, there's there's these nine or ten different teams uh the all new all different Avengers team is is um it's 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 kind of half newer characters half old guard
0: yeah that's a pretty uh accurate way of, of describing it basically uh in issue number one of all new all different avengers uh there hasn't been uh a, you know a real uh tantamount avengers team put into place uh you know since uh before secret wars so um there's the uncanny Avengers which is the Avengers unity team and we'll get into that book uh momentarily um but basically uh you can see uh this all new avengers team forming uh, uh within the pages of the book you you uh you know within, within this first issue you have these characters that are are starting to come together uh you witness you see of course sam wilson uh filling the role for captain america uh tony stark tony stark himself? is himself yeah, he's still gonna be involved with the team even though he can't fund it. Miles Morales Spider Man. We got the Miles Morales Spidey. yeah. Uh, and then
1: yeah. they uh then they have this side story with uh Nova and
0: Ms. Marvel. Who are both going to be uh members as well, although they haven't uh joined up with the team yet in the in uh, the book. They've only put out one issue, but uh I also
1: believe that you're gonna have the
0: Jane Foster Thor. Jane Foster Thor and Vision and the vision. Yeah. Uh yes, that is that's the team right there, yeah. Uh so yeah, they did that side story. Um what was the I'm trying. my memory escapes me. What was the main uh uh threat that you know, that sort of took up the bulk of, of the the first issue, I'm sure?
1: Um there's this Chitauri guy.
0: The Chitari,
1: yeah. Uh, His name is like the Warbringer. That's and, right. Uh he's Somebody just bought avengers tower, I don't know what the name of the company is, but some myth some creature, some alien, something ancient, something that knows its way around, knows what stuff is making a deal with a guy over um the finite old gittari ray gun that's you know been buried on earth so that'll probably be the first arc stopping that guy
0: cool, cool, all right, so yeah they um you know there's rumblings of of the beginning of, of that uh uh struggle that's going to obviously occur and then they have the other side story at the end uh, where basically Nova just does a really awful job uh, uh, really being just abrasive uh, with Miss Marvel the new Miss Marvel Kamala Khan um, who's of Muslim descent, a new character uh, created by G. Willow Wilson who writes the title book currently and uh, you know she can uh, sort of uh warp the size and 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 somewhat of the shape of of, of her extremities she's and her body. She's kind of a, kind of like Marvel's Plastic Man. And yeah, in a way that's that's pretty much yeah, pretty much the same power set Cause there. Cuz it's,
1: it's not the same as Mr. Fantastic. No, it's a little different, a little bit different cuz she gets uh, her powers because she's an in, inhuman. Right. Yeah. Right. So one of the few uh inhumans to have their own solo book.
0: Um which is neat, oh. which is cool, you know, and we're going to talk more about the Inhumans uh, in a little while and how they've been uh, beefed up over the past year, I'd say, uh, in, into something really special in the Marvel Universe, more so than they already were. But um, moving right along, so we talked about how Stark can no longer uh monetarily fund and back uh, an Avengers team, um, but there is someone who has gained a, a lot of popularity and a lot of money in the Marvel universe, um recently and is able to fund an avengers team and that is deadpool and he is (laughs) uh he is funding currently funding the uncanny avengers uh which is uh the next book we want to talk about uh which is actually pretty much one of my top favorite books after reading the 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 first two issues and the annual uh,
1: same the same writer of dead as deadpool
0: yeah, uh, Jerry Duggan. Uh, so that kind of carries over. Yeah, Jerry Duggan. Uh, not only is he a a, a fantastic uh, comedic writer, he's very witty, but also uh, he's a, he's a pretty damn nice guy. I was able to meet him uh, at Comic Con uh, last this past summer. You, I, I think you met him too. Holden. Yeah, I yeah. saw him.
1: I just I don't know for something didn't register, and I didn't, uh, and I forgot to bring my Deadpool books.
0: Yeah, I I, I bought. Uh you know, I, I i not to get on a tangent, but I didn't realize how many uh books you could actually have uh a writer or an artist sign, so I only brought my Death of Deadpool. But uh you can bring a few d- different special issues. Yeah, some yeah.
1: don't have a limit, some charge. I maybe charged.
0: Like Humberto Ramos. Yeah. yeah, man.
1: Like dude, you're not Picasso. Yeah. <laughs> charging charging money for your freaking signature.
0: But anyways, um back to Uncanny Avengers. So uh Deadpool is on an Avengers team now, Um, but... You know, you there the- are some issues with that, and there are some repercussions for having him on the team. Now, um, the the thing I also really like about Uncanny Avengers is because this is where this is the book where you really get your dose of Steve Rogers, and Steve Rogers sort of seems like he's kind of going a little senile, and he's kind he's <laughs> like you know. But the old man, old man Rogers, loves Deadpool. Like he like trusts him, and he's like, oh, I want to fight alongside Deadpool. Deadpool's Steve like- <laughs> Rogers is kind of like like Nick Fury with a moral compass. Exactly, yeah. That's
1: pretty much what he's become since, you know, Nick Fury went away because he became the new Watcher. Right. But no one can ever see him ever again.
0: Yeah, that's pretty interesting, too. But, um... Yeah, this is the book where you get your dose of of Steve, you know, because yeah. well,
1: he's, he's in the other uh Captain book, uh Captain America. Well, book
0: yeah, he's button heads with Sam Wilson right now. Apparently, I, you know, to be honest, personally, when I saw that issue number three cover with they're turning him into a wolf, I, I took it off my pull list. I just said, you know, I, I, it, it. Things are getting too expensive right now to take chances on things like that. No, that's, you know? I
1: did the, uh, did the same thing to Green Arrow, cause uh, I guess they're turning- Turning Green him Arrow into out. a wolf, yeah. but
0: you know, Green Arrow is something where I'm just gonna wait for the arc to pass, cause I'm hoping that they change up the creative team at some point, and uh, things well, pick why up again. Too bad? So wolf... I just, I just love the character. But... The one with the drones is pretty good. Yeah, but this wolf business, I don't know, like, I don't know what the, what the deal is with wolves and werewolves, and- I
1: don't know. It's just, like, sometimes things just take
0: weird directions. It's like, hey, we don't know what the hell to do uh, with this character. Well, I'll
1: turn him into a wolf. I mean, Green, Ar- <laughs> Green Arrow is, like, kind of interesting, but, like, he's never been a strong enough character to have his own backstory. And, like, they've tried,
0: like, s- like well, five of them. No, he has a backstory. He has multiple backstories, and that's it's like, actually the problem. The with- only thing that's consistent is the, the island, though. Well, yeah, but they've done the island stories, like, Fifty different ways and fifty different you know uh story arcs i mean then they 've done it in different mediums now it, it's you know he 's one of those characters, just like uh actually Star Lord, who I was going to bring up later on in the podcast you know that just has these multiple Origin stories written by different people. Well, the Joker too, he's got a few different origins out there. Uh, and then of course some people prefer their origin less Joker. Um, but you got a lot of characters, comic book characters that, that have multiple origins and, and, uh, it's actually a little aggravating to me personally. I love to like, all right, I want to read the story, know the story be able to tell the story when i need you know and it's like well it went this way in this book it went that way in that book you know it's it's like star lord uh you know in in the guardians of the galaxy movie his mother dies of cancer in the new continuity she gets killed by an alien in the old continuity from marvel now she gets abducted by an alien who experiments on her and then kills her it's like you know Pick an origin, in other words, I guess, but uh, not to go too far down the tangent. Um, I suppose this. Well, you know, we we kind of just discussed Captain America. Captain America was the next book. Um, well, going back, just to touch upon the Uncanny Avengers one one more time. I uh, not to bounce back and forth. Uh, let's just talk real quick. Let's just uh, you know put on the table who else we got on the team we got rogue again yeah she just seems to be the mutant nobody wants yeah uh spider-man for like one issue but he decides to leave because he can't stand deadpool he'll be back he'll be back yeah right now he's like oh if deadpool's here then i'm gone so he takes off a little wuss um who else is on that team? Uh we got the Voodoo guy. Oh yeah, Doctor Voodoo. He's pretty cool actually. Mm, Johnny Storm. That's right, the human torch is on like every team.
1: Um, yeah, let's see. Pietro, the uh Quicksilver, Quicksilver. yeah.
0: Quicksilver. Yeah. Um uh, Synapse,
1: she's an inhuman.
0: She's, yep, that's the, right. She's like the token inhuman and she's at Buttonheads with rogue right now. They're
1: not only Buttonheads heads, just rogues like holding a grudge with everybody. She can never get along with anyone, and no one trusts her because she's like a parasite.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but at the same time, I do sympathize with the fact that, like, you know, the whole mutant race is like being like decimated right now. Yeah, the Terrigen Mist. So, I mean, she does have. But at the same time, like, it's not it's not Synapse's fault. It's not her. You know, she's she's not the one that released the Terrigen Mist. So, if
1: you're not familiar. The Terrigen Mists that started up during the Inhumanity arc that happened because of the Infinity arc, they've been blowing around the, the world, and people who have dormant inhuman genes have been turning into cocoons and then manifesting inhuman abilities. And... This has been clashing with, uh, mutants because mutants, it develops, uh, as a disease for them and it's a skin illness and it's bad and it's, and it's killing mutants. And, and the, the, the least, it's making them sterile. So these mutants are getting, a, uh, in touch with these teraging mists and, uh, and they just, they, they break out and they, they get real sick. So I guess like the mutants are still kind of an endangered species here. And then, uh, you get the Inhumans trying to move in on, uh, take over their status quo. Which and, I just, I just don't see it.
0: Well, you know, I, I, I don't see it either, but at the same time, I can kinda see maybe an underlying reason for why Marvel wants that to happen. Uh, if so, it might be because of certain, uh, uh, rights contracts, uh, particularly Fox's, uh, ironclad contract they have over the X-Men perhaps is that an
1: indefinite thing that they have or is this just for a certain amount of amount of time that they
0: have the rights to the franchise you know that's a really good question i don't know um but w- what i do know is it really seems like marvel has been pushing in humans uh With their books and the in their media, their television with Agents of Shield, uh, over the past year especially, like real hard, is I think they're trying to like push the X Men out of the limelight. It sort of seems bring the Inhumans into the limelight. Like you know they can't get rid of the X Men. You got to have the X Men books uh, out there. They have they really have to be out there. It's a part of the Marvel universe, but what marvel does have control over is uh Whether you know there's like
1: five x-men books
0: yeah and also what they do with their main continuity and uh you know who's in the limelight for the big events you know okay well let's get let's push these x-men maybe we'll have some of the you know more colorful x-men characters join some avengers teams or whatever and then you know we'll put the limelight more onto the inhumans and i think you know with agents of Shield, with the two Inhuman books that are uh, gonna be out, and uh, you know what's going on in main the main Marvel continuity, it, it just sort of seems like that's where things are going. It's sort of just a just a theory I have. That's all. But yeah, um, I suppose getting back to okay, so we uh, we discussed Uncanny Avengers. That's that's uh, gonna be a real hot title. I highly highly recommend it. So we got into Captain America a little bit, Sam Wilson and Steve Rogers aren't getting along. uh I don't really know why that is to be honest. Uh, um, I forget it anyways. They disagreed on
1: something uh Sam let a a hacker escape because they were working on making a new cosmic cube at Shield, and they they, they leaked it, and everyone flipped out.
0: Oh, no kidding. Um, was that, that must have been, uh, the arc, uh, in the, you know, the Captain America prior to the, uh. Yeah.
1: So what they're, what they're doing right now with the number reboot. ones is such that for every book, a certain amount of time has passed. And what they're doing is they're using that time in order to make their own story. So right now, Cap and Steve Rogers are having a disagreement. Um, Shield doesn't like Captain America anymore because he's voicing his opinions about things. That's and, right, yeah. Shield gives
0: Sam Wilson the boot. Like Maria Hill is just like not nice to him at all. It's yeah. Like, wow. After all, like you know the history they have together, that's kind of appalling. But so I don't know
1: what the storyline going on right now currently is, but like I do know is he's a wolf. Yeah, you got you got turned off because you saw um, an illustration to Cap Wolf on the cover.
0: That's all I needed to see, and I said, you know. I, I've been a long time reader of Captain America, Um but ever since, I don't know, ever since they've made the change to the Sam Wilson Captain America and, uh, you know, Steve Rogers, uh, has handed the mantle off, uh, I don't know, I just haven't been into it. I tried giving it a chance with the, uh, the Marvel Now re- reboot and, uh, I don't know, it just honestly, uh, it didn't grab me. So I'll I'll keep waiting for it to get good again.
1: He's still convincing Captain America. It's just that...
0: Well, I think, you know, if you are going to replace Steve at this point in time, there's no one else you can really replace him with that people would believe in.
1: Captain America has always been more of a James Bond kind of character anyway.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, look at the Winter Soldier. That was, like an espionage movie. Yeah, man. Like, a lot
1: of of cloak and dagger stuff. Big time, big time. The dude's a secret agent. Like, that's his thing. Like, he maybe have, like, the augmented other stuff. But, like, so he's not just a superhero. He's not, like, your typical go-fight-crime guy. Oh, no. Like, Captain America is, like, he's a dude's, like, the dude's,
0: like, like, the king of special forces or something ridiculous. Pretty much. That's a, that's an accurate uh description.
1: Yeah, he really is. Yeah, so the, him taking this back seat and being the new Nick Fury and
0: Well, like I said, I like him in Uncanny Avengers. I I feel like he's like the senile old man that's like like I said, kind of buddies with Deadpool, kind of trying to hold everyone together, but you know, the thing about the Uncanny Avengers is the reason why that book has had so much success since it uh Came in to play a few years back, I remember. So I started reading it in the very, very beginning. Uh, was this, let's see, this was post, um, post
1: like, A Avengers vs X-Men? Yeah,
0: it was like right after because that's the reason the Unity team was put into place to begin with was because yeah. of all the mess with A versus
1: X. Um, so. Rick um, Reminder wrote that. Yeah. And he had a great run, which led with the, um, to that other arc. What is it? Axis?
0: Yeah, um, with, uh, you know, everybody, like, changing to, like, the opposite. like Yeah, but then everyone, everyone switches good.
1: back, with the exception of maybe, like, Sabretooth, and, uh, Tony Stark. I think, toned, uh, Sabretooth's still, like, a a, a face. He's gonna be part of Uncanny X-Men. Uncanny X-Men's gonna be kind of like, the old rogues gallery. Yeah, it's gonna be their own yeah. kind of team.
0: Oh well, yeah, it looks good. Um, Magneto will be in the book, uh. Colin
1: Bunn's writing it. Dude, there's like, why isn't he not, like, like, it seems like he writes everything right now.
0: Yeah, he's a big name in the industry right now, but, uh, getting back to what I was saying about Uncanny Avengers, uh, the reason why the book's had so much success, in my personal opinion, is due to the fact that the, the union, the Unity team itself, uh never really seems to be working cohesively, never really seems to be getting along, never seems to have its act together. And throwing Dead someone like Deadpool into this mix who pretty much represents chaos, uh it's just makes it that much better, that much more exciting. Uh I don't know, I love it. So Yeah. You
1: I, know. I also like how they've added Quicksilver and then uh the human torch. I think they're all very interesting characters
0: yeah they got cool power sets
1: and uh yeah and the unity team it's kind of like reflecting what the what the crisis of the current moment is like right now it's uh mutant in in human relations I imagine aren't very good right now, but' they're, they're not actually the the um the extraordinary x men book the one that jeff lemire's working on that's the whole premise of the book is how the mutants are dealing with this uh pox
0: the Terrigen mists, yeah and we'll get into that um but just to talk about a few more Avengers, if we could, um, let's uh, talk a little bit about what Brian Michael Bendis has been doing with Iron Man. Well, it's awesome.
1: Oh, yeah. I'll let you. So, um, so, like, the first book comes out. I guess Tony felt threatened by some MIT kids, so he, does, he designs, like, the most... Uh, badass armor he's ever designed it can like mold and adapt to certain situations and it's got the kind of knight's mask thing so he goes and he gets that and then he goes on a hot date and then it turns out he's facing somebody who's using magic and he's getting helpful tips from dr doom whose face has been rehabilitated
0: that's right he's like handsome and nice and a totally different victor von doom
1: yeah and then meanwhile like tony can't do anything to him because he's just like he's that powerful of mage and then, um, then he, then he goes, and then, um,
0: well, he goes to Latveria,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. And then afterwards, he ends up finding her, and then he has to end up finding her again oh. after he talks to Steven Strange, and then, um, then he gets attacked oh, by yeah. ninjas.
0: He compares facial hair with Stephen Strange, which I thought was awesome. And then he finally gave him <laughs> a fist bump. Yeah, he's like, "Come on, we're uh, mustache buddies, or or whatever." He said something like that. We have the best mustaches in the Marvel universe. Fist bump it, bump it, and finally Steven Strange is like, ah, whatever, and he bumps it.
1: Yeah, no, in, uh, then, the, That was, the, that was
0: the best part of the whole entire, uh, book so far, if you ask me. I don't know. well, I think, I think everything's
1: been really strong with Invincible Iron Man. No, it, it, has. it has. And I like how Marvel's been doing the, um at the beginning to introduce everybody and get everyone involved in the books quicker by, uh, putting out, uh, um these books twice a month. It's been really I have really liked that. They've done the same thing with uh most of their titles actually. They've all had Oh, I
0: thought one. they were only doing that with uh
1: Iron Man and Spider Man. Um no. I've run into it with the new all new Wolverine. Um
0: Wolverine, okay.
1: Uh, I've run into it with Uncanny in humans. And a couple other ones. Cap, Cap, Captain America was
0: doing it. Wow, they're putting Inhumans out twice a month. Like I said, they're really, they're trying to put some fire under the Inhumans name, I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, well that's not even it. They
1: also have the Karnak book, which is out. And then they also have, uh, well, Cam- the Kamala the Ms. Marvel book, technically she's an Inhuman. Yep. So, and then they have, uh,
0: Hmm. Well, they got, you know, inhumans, uh, long or the short of it, uh, there's lots, they're, and they're, lots of them. There's been a, a very big increase in, uh, inhumans and inhuman related books, uh, out there, particularly since, uh, the reboot of the Marvel U. Um, so anyways, um, yeah, so Iron Man's been solid. You can't go wrong with Brian Michael Bendis. Everyone knows that. Um, Now let's, uh, let's talk a little about Spider-Man for a few minutes. We'll talk about what Dan Slot and, and not to get sidetracked here for too long, but I don't know. Have you, uh, seen any of the rants that Dan Slot has been going on lately, uh, since the Batman versus Superman, uh, teaser came out? Oh God. No. He's been, I guess you went on like a 24 hour long rant. Like on Twitter or something. about like about what about how much going? how much he hated the teaser and how much uh it was inaccurate apparently to what he believed the continuity should be or whatever and just yeah but
1: he's like the writer of Spider Man he should just shut the fuck up <laughs> well yeah I know
0: I'm not I'm not saying like you know I agree with him at all I thought it was pretty awesome like personally. I guess
1: everyone's gonna have their Batman Superman like like uh, like opinion, but, like, Dan Slott is, like, the writer and has been in charge pretty much and in the driver's seat of, like, the second most important comic book character outside of Batman. And some people might argue that Spider-Man's better than Batman.
0: Ah, I don't know about that. Uh, Some people might. I'm sure some people might, but... Um, no, just, I'm just, like, immediately it, it triggered me, like, personally, like, give an opinion. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, I don't I yeah. don't think so. Oh, Batman will win. Yeah, yeah, of course. No. But, no, everyone's got their own opinions.
1: But, uh, yeah, I forgot my point.
0: Well, well Dan, yeah, Dan yeah, Slott yeah. should so, should button his lip about yeah. the Batman he versus should, Superman trailer. He, he,
1: should, he should share his opinions about, uh, maybe the Spider-Man movie or something. I don't
0: know. Or just be quiet and not fuck up on any more Spider-Man arcs.
1: Well, to be fair, this one started out fairly interesting.
0: Oh, it sure did.
1: It's been great so far. Spider-Man has effectively turned into a cross between Captain America and Iron Man. (laughs) Why do you say Cap? Well, he's doing all this Black Ops stuff for S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah, that's like, true. Like 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 following the uh the encoded stuff and tracking people and doing stuff like that, but then like he's also got the business thing going on like Tony Stark. Parker Industries it's a big deal. It's a thing now. Parker Industries has moved in. Um has been bought out by uh one of the other Avengers teams. Sunspot, right? Yeah, Sunspot. I guess he's just he's just he's either genius or he's just rich. And he bought Aim, and now it's called Avengers Idea Mechanics. Well, good. At least we don't have to deal with those beekeeper ass wipes anymore. I know. Well, they work for us now. That's right. And then, um, what other Avenger books? They get you got um, Squadron. Oh yeah, so, uh,
0: Squadron Supreme. What's uh, what's that one about? So after. There
1: were all these different worlds that uh, converged and then they died, right? Well, um, when whatever the conclusion to Secret Wars is, these were characters who existed before in parts of fragments of the other worlds, and end up becoming the reality, part of the reality for Earth six one six. That's our that's our current Earth. That's continuity Earth, correct? Right. Right. So there's this team. They're, they all know that they used to be part of other worlds, and they're going to do everything they can to keep the earth safe from these threats even if the other avengers people think it's too extreme like they'll they'll resort to like h bombs and stuff which kind of makes me feel like um, they're kind of a mm, kind of a stormwatch style avengers team yeah i can see what you're saying cuz they got they got uh, hyperion and then they got uh i guess a black batman equivalent i don't know his name and then uh they got a couple other interesting oh, characters uh, it
0: black knight or something
1: no black knight's an actual character
0: like his number one just came out i didn't pick it up Oh, okay yeah i uh no i not that i know anything about the character i just sort of took a stab because yeah i saw that i saw that book on the shelves and was curious about it that's very good yeah um now there's also another Avengers book out there um called A Force and from what I understand that is an all female team of Avengers. Uh the only character that comes to mind at the moment is the uh the female Captain America from uh Secret Avengers. Uh do you know anyone else who's on that team? Uh She-Hulk. She-Hulk's on there, okay. Yeah, I thought A Force was just a battle world book. Uh, it started out that way and then they decided to bring it into the Marvel Now continuity. Oh, okay. I guess it, I guess it did well. Uh, I know female readership as a whole, uh, has v- kind of skyrocketed over the past few years, uh, ever since, uh, feminism has started to really play like a prominent role in the comic book industry and these, uh, female characters of you know, a lot of them have started getting their own books and, uh, you know, they, they're doing things like this where, you know, they're making, uh, all female teams of, of heroes like that. So, um, you know, I imagine readership probably was pretty good, uh, when they were putting those secret wars side books out and they said, Hey, you know, uh, let's, uh, let's pursue this, you know, in the Marvel now continuity. And I, and they did that with a few other books too. I know. Uh, Contest of Champions, I think that was a side book that's becoming, uh, I don't know if it's, it's just a... I read uh, the first one. It was okay. It was okay, yeah. I mean,
1: it's kind of like the same premise as like the, what they got going on with the card, some of the cartoons I've seen lately. But like, what's going on right now is Marvel's playing with the house money. They they have all this popularity, they're making all this money. They're just, they're just trying to corner the Marvel on comics and try to squeeze everybody
0: out. And they're they're not doing a bad job, I gotta say. No, a lot of their books
1: have been quality. Um, they got multiple things showing out. This isn't even the least of it. I mean, when when they're ready, I believe they're gonna have at least a hundred books in print a week. Wow. Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe a lot less than that. But I mean, as you can see, if if everyone's buying a Marvel book, yeah, man, that's just like whoa. Wow. I know they're gonna have twice as many as DC, and then. (laughs) <laughs> i mean the medium's alive and well man i mean the sales numbers aren't what they were in like the early 90s in the 80s if a book sold less than a million it was doing poorly
0: yeah
1: i mean in today if a book's moving uh a in a week then like then that's probably the most popular book there is in the shelves right
0: now right yeah but i mean uh you know back in the 80s and 90s uh you know, technology obviously wasn't what it was today, and uh now that there's so many more entertainment options out there, you don't see, I mean, first of all, you don't see people reading as much as they did yes, uh in yesteryear to begin with, but, you know, particularly uh comic books, uh yeah, you're just not going to see the kind of readership that there was. I don't know if it'll ever pick up again, but I mean...
1: I don't know if they're tracking digital numbers either.
0: That's another good question because you got to take into account everyone who's reading that that digitally. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are. Uh so it, it'd be interesting to research and find out, but either way, yeah, um you know, for that being said, uh the, the, from what I understand, the you know, numbers are 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 up further than they've been uh in a while from what I gather. Uh, you know, and I think a lot of it with especially with the Marvel books is obviously uh in direct correlation with uh the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh it's just spawned so much uh intense popularity for the characters and the franchises as as a whole. So um well, keeping things going. Um there's a new Hulk book that is coming out uh i think yeah uh it, this month it's coming out in december totally awesome
1: hulk no oh, it's finally debuting
0: uh yeah in december uh where you have a new hulk in amadeus Cho. yeah no more bruce banner uh where the hell is banner i guess we won't know to you know wh-
1: I haven't heard one way or the other. Like, in the books that I've been reading, they don't mention him. So it's just like, uh... That's, that's really strange. The only thing I do hear is just like, Reed Richards is gone, and nobody knows where he is.
0: You know, I saw like a preview of uh the cover, or not the cover, it was like some artwork, though, from... uh uh, Secret Wars number nine, and Reed Richards does square off against Doom. I know that much. The Reed Richards with the beard, not like the evil one, you know? From, oh, uh, yeah,
1: the evil one who calls himself the maker. Yeah.
0: Yeah, not him. They, you know, the real Reed Richards. Um, so who knows, you know, if that has something to do with it. We have to wait until January to find out. But, uh yeah, for now... Um, what we do know about the hulk or who's representing uh the in the hulk's corner uh, at this point in time uh is that it's going to be amadeus cho who's sort of like this
1: uh boy uh, genius
0: yeah he's he's like a you know a prodigy and uh he's like the fifth or sixth smartest person in uh, the marvel universe yeah um you know i i i want to say like you know if there's anything Good that'll come out of this book. Um, I'm gonna check it out just to see if it'll surprise me. You never know. I'm not a big fan of, uh, I haven't been a fan of the Hulk book for, for a while now, but, uh, either way, um, you know, I guess the one good thing that comes out of this is that, you know, when, they, when you talk about Marvel trying to diversify their, uh, marquee characters, you know, by, uh, giving, you know, creating an Asian Hulk, uh, for at least the continuity at this point in time, uh, it would make sense. You have, uh, a Muslim Miss Marvel, you have a female Thor, you have a, uh, African American Captain America, uh, why not do an Asian, uh, Hulk? It, it, apparently, you know, they, Marvel's making all these crazy changes and, and, and they still can't seem to do any wrong. So bring it on. I'll give it a try. I'll read it and see if it's any good we'll find out. We yeah. still got to wait for for Moon Knight. And- well, we'll get into the Fringe. I don't even want to go into the Fringe yet cuz no. that is a that is another whole ballpark that we're going to get to and we're actually we're well on our way towards uh um, let's see here. We want to we want to discuss uh, uh if we can though for a few minutes uh let's talk about uh the, the new Thor. Uh We'll talk about what Jane Foster's been up to uh wielding um, Mjolnir.
1: So not only is she the first Thor, but she also has cancer and is the first Thor. What do you mean the first Thor? I thought the first Thor was Thor. Oh, well, the first female Thor. The first female Thor, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, other people have picked up the hammer before, too. But now she's got it. But she's also having to live with dealing with treatment as a, as a, a cancer survivor.
0: Right. That so makes things when, interesting.
1: When she wields the hammer whoever wields the hammer has all the power of Thor. But meanwhile, when she's not wielding the hammer, she becomes Jane Foster. Very sick.
0: That, that is actually a very compelling, uh, plot line right there. Makes me kind of want to say, Hey, I, uh, let's give this book a chance. Let's pick it up. Well, Jason
1: uh, Aaron, um, he's been writing Thor book for a very long time. Uh, hasn't, Really screwed up, as far as I know. Oh, Jason
0: um, Aaron's phenomenal, and he's doing a phenomenal job on the Star Wars book too, uh, among many other things. Uh, he's been with Marvel for a long time, and uh, he's uh, another one of the industry titans, as I like to say. Uh, so yeah, oh, I, I might give Thor a chance right now. Uh, I'm, I'm currently not reading it, but uh, I might read it in place of Cap. Um, so this brings us to Uncanny in Humans. Uh, we talked about, you know, of course, the increasing inhuman popularity, uh, recently. Um, but this particular book, uh, has some interesting things going on, uh, pertaining to the human torch and black bolt and Medusa. And let's dive into that for a minute or two. Yeah, Uncanny in
1: Humans kinda. It's got kind of two factions of Inhumans that we're kind of tracking. We got, there's this one with Black Bolt. He's, uh, I mean, and he's got these two guys. There's this one guy who can go through time. I guess that's part of his ability.
0: The Reader. Is that what he is? Yeah. And he's blind when he's traveling through time. Yeah, that's Reader. Uh Who else we got in that book? He's like a fish man with a fin. Yeah, the fish man. I, I don't remember his name.
1: Right. Well, those three end up trying to go back in time to try to find out where, uh, Kang is. They're trying to find a back
0: door into his reality, like in his time period. And Kang's a long time Avengers villain for uh, those that are in the not know. Kang the Conqueror.
1: So then Kang, Kang's trying to find ways. What happened is in Uncanny Avengers number zero, Black Bolt thinks that a rea- reality is all about to end, but he can save his son outside of time by making a deal with Kang. He makes the deal with Kang that Kang gets his son and that, but part of it's like, Kang's like, you never get to see your son ever again. And he's like, just as long as my son's safe. Well, I mean, he doesn't say anything. He's Black
0: Bolt. So, But yeah, it's obviously what he's thinking. So his yeah. son
1: ends up getting hit with the Terrigen mist, cocooned. He um, He's given to Kang. And now, now that everyone survived after the uh, secret wars, Black Bolt is trying to renege on that agreement. And um, so they're trying to find ways in that. And then you have the, the dealing with finding new Inhumans. They're calling them new humans and bring them right. back because Medusa has pretty much been the ruler of all the Inhumans since Black Bolt decided to go all Black Ops on everybody.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: And um, and then you're just kind of introducing new characters, and then uh, and then Johnny Storm's there, and Beast is there.
0: And um, Beast is there. Yeah.
1: Beast is trying to. Come up with a cure
0: because Beast, as you know from Uncanny from, uh, X-Men, uh, the Terrigen Mist. Oh, sorry, I totally cut. I totally cut you off. Beast is trying to create a cure for uh, what's going on with the Terrigen Mist. Yes. Um, so, as we know, uh, at the end of uh, Uncanny X-Men 600, Beast takes a hike. Um, he leaves the X-Men, and obviously, as you know, where Beast go, well, he's here. He's in the Uncanny and Humans book. Hey, there's beasts. We found him. Hey, we
1: found him. We found we
0: found the big blue guy. So him. so yeah, he's working uh with uh the scientists of Atlan to find a cure for the Mpox and for this Terrigen mist mishap that's going on right now. Um so it's kinda cool how uh, we get some X Men and uh you know members of the fantastic 4 scattered around a little bit we got uh
1: well, they're, they're not completely gone i mean you they're got they're not gone but they're scattered around you got the, teams um, you got the thing he's uh um, he's in the new new guardians of the galaxy new book. yeah and uh that's been okay
0: yeah um well they only put out one issue so far, I think, right? Uh,
1: they put out two. They
0: put out two. Oh, I got to read the second one. Um, Kitty Pride is the new Star-Lord because Star-Lord, Peter Quill, is he's he's filling his father's shoes right now as the uh reigning monarch of Spartax. Um so when the Guardians uh, obtain uh, an artifact in this big metal container, uh, from the Chitari, they bring it to Mr. Quill to try to get, uh, the people, uh, the, the science, uh, the people of science, if you will, the scientists of Spartax to, uh, figure out a way to, because they didn't want to open it on the ship, you know, Rocket was trying to open it on the ship and, and, you know, every time they, they find, you know, some kind of cosmic artifact in the Marvel Universe, it's always something really dangerous. They're like, no rocket, we're gonna not open it on the ship this time. You know, we, we don't need any, uh, more infinity stone mishaps from you. So they bring it to Spartax, uh, to see if, uh, see if Star-Lord can help him out, the original Star-Lord. And of course him and, uh, Kitty Pride are having some, they're always having their little, uh, squabbles. Uh, I believe they're still engaged. They're still engaged, yeah. Um. the funniest part was, when uh the Guardians pull their ship in into into port, if you will, uh Peter Quill's getting molested by this like pink alien. This pink alien who's like <laughs> I think it'd be a
1: good idea if we bred
0: Yeah, it's, it's We'd like, like
1: <laughs> oh no, I don't wanna I don't wanna do that with you. I don't want to do that. You're a big pink alien. You're gross. You think it's a good idea that you and I have babies. It's
0: terrible. (laughs) And then Kitty Pride, who's his like hot fiance, like sees him like being smothered by this pink like gooey like tentacled alien. Like it's so funny. I love the Guardians (laughs) of the Galaxy, man. And then I think the thing is a pretty cool addition and and Venom was a cool addition when they put him on a team too. They give him his own book,
1: Venom Space Night.
0: Oh yeah, that that I sounds don't, pretty I, cool. I
1: don't even know if it'll work. It's different from the other Venom books they have tried. I think they did did the backstory on the Symbiont a while ago, since it's like from space anyway. But I never, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't think I read it.
0: Yeah, they still have the the Carnage book too,
1: I believe. Venom, uh, yeah, Carnage is a book right now. I don't know why anyone would read it,
0: but yeah, I don't know. You know, those, I have people the to... same
1: people who are like, "Ooh, serial killers are awesome."
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I I don't know. Those books, I haven't been able to get into those books yet, but you never know. Maybe some other people are seeing something we're not. Who knows? Um, so yeah, uh, we talk guardians, uh, and of course, Star Lord has his own book right now, which is sort of, uh, you know, diving into Peter Quill's past and how he got involved with being a a cosmic space rogue, if you will, for lack of a better way to describe him at this point in time. Um, But, you know, what aggravates me, again, about these Star-Lord books, and I mentioned this before, uh, once again, you know, they keep messing up his origin. They keep changing it. And in the, in the movie, like I said, it's James Gunn changed it again for the movie with his mother dying of cancer. And you know, we, we went through that earlier. But um like I said, in this book, they show, uh, the Chitari, uh, killing his mother. It, it almost seems like, like it was almost unnecessary in a way. Like, the ship just kinda shows up. And then they, like, land, and they kill his mother, and then they just, like, fly away. It's like, why? Like, what'd you do that for? Like, there's no explanation. So, I don't know. Um That aggravates me, but as a whole, Sam Humphreys is doing a good job on the book. It's, it's pretty cool. Um This leads us to the X-Men, which is the last corner of the Marvel Universe we will be diving into before we get into the Fringe. So let's talk a little X-Men. Let's talk a little Extraordinary X-Men. So, that's pretty much the flagship
1: X-Men book right now. Before, usually it was Uncanny X-Men, or they'd switch it to something else. This time, uh, we got Humberto Ramos and Jeff Lemire doing Extraordinary X-Men. Extraordinary X-Men is, uh, starts off, it's good. You got, um the main X-Men they follow in this story are going to be Magic Colossus, Nightcrawler, then you got the 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 new all new X Men's Jean Grey. You have Old Man Logan from the Old Man Logan storyline, which Hmm. is a cool addition. I dig it. Uh, Then we got uh, Iceman, Storm,
0: and I believe that's it. That's it right now. Yeah, they're trying to sort of. I mean they they're, trying, have they're trying to like reform book. the team it seems right well, now. Well
1: no, I think it's just every writer has their favorite X-Men that they want to do. Like everyone wants to be the guy who makes their own X-Men, but some people just yeah. really want to be like I really want to have an opportunity to write Nightcrawler or, or, or Colossus, you know. So so I mean that's that's who the uh they're following right now, which I think is good. I'm, I'm I kind of like the fact that they're trying to um Give some backbone um, to characters that already exist, and especially since they're the ones that people already like anyway. I mean, you can can try and make your own X-Men all you want, but sometimes like you run the risk of falling flat, and you might as well just take care of the the ones you already have, you know? I'm sure that he'll end up uh, introducing his all-new mutant characters eventually. It's just he's going to take care of these old-school ones first.
0: Which I like, you know, he's, he's, he's really seemed to have been doing him justice, like, especially with like the nightcrawler panels. Like, he's, I don't know, well, I suppose you gotta credit Ramos to a certain extent for the artwork, you know, uh, in regards to that, but just the way that, you know, he's teleporting around people, like, it was just, it was done so cool. And, uh, yeah, just like you said, you know, Colossus, Nightcrawler, Storm, those are all characters that are just timeless, classics that people just love those are the concrete characters that you want to build your team around now if you want to have some experimental character like i don't know gold balls or whatever uh join the team that's already strong and already formed uh that that's fine it'll probably work out really well especially since jeff lemire is such a talented writer um but obviously yeah when you form uh an X-Men team as a writer, you want to form it, especially with its... You want to build the foundation of the team around those core characters that people love. And, and if you look at X-Men historically, uh, the characters of Storm, Colossus, and Nightcrawler, they all came much later in the storyline, uh I think Chris Claremont created most of those characters. I believe, yeah, he
1: did. You because know. the the original X-Men were like Cyclops, Jean Grey, Beast, Angel, and... Iceman. Iceman. So when Chris Claremont did his X-Men, his X-Men were Wolverine, Storm, Colossus, Nightcrawler.
0: Right, right, yeah. You brought all those characters. I think uh, Wolverine was a character prior to that. Uh, I. I... I I don't know. Do you know who created Wolverine? Because I don't think Stan created him. Stan didn't. He
1: was um first appeared in Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk one eighty with the, uh, he's, the uh, Wendigo. Wendigo, yeah. yeah. And uh he was just uh just supposed to be a brief yeah he was just sort of be just like
0: this guy getting in the way when the Hulk was fighting the Wendigo um and always oh, he's Canadian and he has he has claws like yeah whatever, and then like, like whiskers back then, yeah, yeah, he almost looked cat like it was kind of i don't know it, it was it, i guess it was it was cool but but you know people love the character like ever since it was first put in a comic book panel, people have loved Wolverine, so you know obviously uh you know, it was a smart move to incorporate him in the X-Men. Uh, so, but yeah, you get those characters that, you know, they're 20 years old maybe, but they're still like fresh enough where you know they were in that Saturday morning cartoon that everyone loves. We grew up with them, you know, and, and they're characters that people are going to want to see. And then you build like just like we were talking about, Lemire's going to build his X-Men team off of that foundation, and that's the smartest way you can approach it in my opinion. I, I love the book so far. I uh, can't wait to see what happens in regards to the M-pox, uh and in regards to the team. So this brings us to Uncanny X Men, which just concluded with issue 600 and is about to be rebooted. And honestly, I know you agree with me on this, Holden. But in issue 600, it was it was very anticlimactic. It was pretty much
1: it was just it, it, it was just like yeah. a
0: beast intervention, basically.
1: It was mostly a beast intervention with a couple of side stories to set up the uh, the the tone for the X Men books in the future, and in a lot of ways, it, it's the, the the main closure thing because Brian Michael Bendis has been writing this for close to three years, all the X Men books. So, right, what we had was um. They go, everyone's confronting Beast, because Beast was just kind of doing whatever he wanted, going back in time, bringing he really, back the like, X-Men. Yeah, he
0: has been like just doing whatever the hell he wants for
1: years now,
0: though. Yeah, And yeah. finally, they're calling him out on they his call bullshit. Him out on
1: it, because they care. And he's like, no, screw you, blah, blah, blah. And then he takes off.
0: Then, like, he's the- fucking up the time-space continuum. So- he's fucking up relationships with S.H.I.E.L.D. He's, you know... Yeah, he's he's been running a mock, and people, you know, he's like sort of done it all under the guise of science. So like everyone's just brushing it under well, the he's rug. He's trying
1: to just take care of things his way. Yeah, and and things are shaky for mutants because what Scott Summers did with killing Professor X.
0: Yeah, I suppose that would make people a little uneasy.
1: So like Beast is like, man, all the humans are gonna try to kill the mutants. I gotta find a way to bring the mutants together. I know, I'll bring the old X Men to the future. To rally them, so the mutants can rally behind it, and then, and then maybe such a it'll, bad idea. It'll but- shake <laughs> up Scott Summers, and he'll be like, "Oh man, seeing myself this way, I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now." So, it was an interesting. I don't know why that the all new X Men are still here, and they they just they don't need to get sent back. Who cares? I
0: am so surprised that this that they are going to. uh reboot the all new X-Men book for, uh, the Marvel Now continuity, because, yeah, they've been around for a while, since Battle of the Atom, which was, like, two years, uh, like a, a year longer than that, yeah, it was like about two, two and a half years ago, maybe? About, yeah. Wow! Time flies when you're reading comic books, huh? Yeah. But, yeah, uh, but, um... yeah, I guess, you know, once again, it must be one of those books, you know, a lot of female uh readers, comic book enthusiasts, female comic book enthusiasts, they love 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 Jean Grey cuz Jean Grey represents like that real uh, you know, strong independent woman, you know, that that women can really identify with. So I think uh well, Jean, in a lot of ways, is like probably the strongest mutant there is, well, yeah, she's also like the strongest mutant, but I know that that's one of the reasons why that book has been doing so well with uh you know a lot of female uh readers that I have been speaking with
1: uh because oh, yeah, they uh they brought Jean back,
0: yeah, exactly, um so you know I think they're they're gonna try to keep that book around for as long as they can uh. Have decent readership on it. So. I remember I was reading
1: the previews for it, and I mean, it seemed like it should be able to continue on. I don't think Jean Grey part of the book anymore because she's part of Extraordinary.
0: But... Yeah, she can't be in two places at once. So I think that leaves uh Baby Iceman, Baby Beast, Baby Cyclops, Baby Angel, and. I think this is the four of them, right yeah
1: well angel's in uh and the in the all new Wolverine book too x twenty three because remember she was part of the all new x men for a little while too, maybe right, she' may- right maybe she is, or she might be an uncanny, and i'm I don't know, it's no she she she's not be, an uncanny, I think she's in is. one or the other
0: no, she's in the all new x men I saw the cover uh online, yeah, I don't think the books' come out yet, and angel's been in her book, okay, yeah, he's still well, they, changed have, they from, have like, uh, like The uh, black uh,
1: mirror, He's still all changed from that.
0: Oh, okay. And I know Gamora is too. Um, but not to get sidetracked. They had like a uh romantic uh romantic relationship. Those two, I think it's still going on. Yeah, it still is. So that would make a lot of sense obviously for him to be in that book. Um I have not read the all new Wolverine book. The all new Wolverine book um is actually it stars X twenty three, for those of you who are unfamiliar, that's Wolverine's daughter. Um, how is it Holden? I haven't read it yet well you, I think, you said it was pretty
1: good I think she's his his it's a it's a female clone of Wolverine. I think that's what
0: it is is it okay I, I always know. thought well, it was his daughter
1: anyways no she's taken up where he kind of left off. She's kind of got the same kind of colored costume going with the wolverine costume um right now Alchemex went ahead and cloned her, but they didn't have her healing factor. Um and they took away their ability to feel emotion and turned them and turned them into assassins and we're trying to figure out right now whether or not they're bad and went like nuts and on their own or if it was Alchemex who was trying to like create human beings to become assassins. So that's kinda of where we're at right now. It's I mean it's been very it's been pretty good. I've enjoyed it.
0: Cool. Cool beans. Uh I'll have to read that one uh in my stack still. I have to pick that up and uh get on it. Yeah. Get on that. Um, for those of you who are having uh withdrawals from uh your from Logan from from uh the you know the original core Wolverine, don't uh don't be too down in the dumps because there's a l- Marvel's got a little surprise for you. Um, Jeff Lemire who uh you know, he's one of my favorite writers. Uh, he's done, he did an amazing job, uh, reviving Green Arrow. He's done a lot of great stuff for, for Image and, uh, he, um he's gonna be doing an Old Man Logan book. Uh, so, you know, Old Man Logan, uh, that's an arc, uh, done a while back by Mark Millar. And, uh, they did, uh, Secret Wars, uh, side book this summer. It's a five book series that did really well. So they're bringing Old Man Logan somehow. We know, uh, in Secret Wars, Old Man Logan, uh, has, you know, he's kind of tracing across Battle World, uh, you know, trying to figure shit out. And somehow he ends up in the Marvel Now continuity. So, or all new, all different Marvel continuity. Marvel Now was, uh before Secret Wars, pardon me. Either way, uh be on the lookout for that book, I believe yeah, I don't know if it's coming out this month. If not this month, definitely by January, I imagine. But either way, uh that one's definitely gonna be one to read. Uh Jeff Lemire, old man Logan, can't go wrong. Um, so coming down to uh the final segment of uh this week's podcast, um, we want to discuss a very special uh portion of the Marvel universe that I hold near and dear to my heart, which would be the Marvel Fringe. Nah, uh,
1: nah, nah.
0: These would be characters that sort of uh you know, they don't they don't really show up in team books or they do, but they they have their own book where they kinda Walk to the beat of their own drum and they're doing their own thing. These would be characters like your Daredevils, your Punishers, Moon Knight, Deadpool, things like that. So, uh, we'll dive into it a little bit. I suppose, uh, the first character worth mentioning would be Deadpool, which by the way, I am, I am just loving, uh, the, the new book that's coming out for him. Uh, I read the first two issues and I was in stitches. I thought it was great.
1: It was very good. I liked it too.
0: Yeah. Um trying to remember exactly what was going on. It's so hard when you read so many books. Um
1: so he's he's got his own business called Heroes for Hire. Oh
0: god and oh that was dude, I was on the floor laughing. Luke he, Cage. He he pretty <laughs> much
1: stole the name from Iron Fist and Luke Cage.
0: <laughs> And Ant Man did the same thing in his book. <laughs> oh, I forgot to put Ant Man down on the list. We we'll get into Ant Man after this. He's pretty fringy, too. But either either way, um, yeah. So like, Luke Cage has just been like watching a lot of television lately. It seems in the Marvel U, and he keeps seeing like commercials on TV of. Deadpool and Ant-Man stealing the name of his company, Heroes for Hire, and it's like Ant-Man's Heroes for Hire, and now there's Deadpool's Heroes for Hire, and he's got all these guys, these like, really obscure Marvel characters, most of them are villains, and they're dressed up, he has them all dressed up like Deadpool, and they're all, they're all complaining that they have to dress up like Deadpool, they're like, why do we have to dress up like you? Like, we just wanna wear our own costumes. These has got they got a, like a very uh, like I said a very obscure uh grouping of characters oh, yeah. uh,
1: madcap slapstick
0: slapstick
1: slapstick a character uh, who hasn't been around in like
0: 30 years Oh uh, yeah that's such an obscure character uh Fool Killer who once again hasn't been around since probably the mid 90s Fool Killer Yeah I think one of them's called Solo uh the other one yep. Stingray and then uh Terror who's like that like monster looking guy yeah, yeah yeah who uh he, he can like rip organs out of people and like put them in his body and stuff and like oh it's so weird and uh yeah it it is just such a riot you know it's kind of like the same exact thing that is already going on in harley quinn i have to say harley harley quinn uh was doing this first where she had a gang of harleys like doing her uh she's still doing it actually doing her bidding um but It's it was still very entertaining, very hilarious. Yeah. Well, this is the type of stuff that's keeping the
1: one Avengers team afloat. His mercenaries are going out and doing like killing people, and (laughs) like he's using that money to pretty much fund the Avengers team.
0: Oh God! He's not really
1: saving any money for himself. And
0: and Steve Rogers, once again, the guy who you know he's he's the leader of the Uncanny Avengers right now. Um, the guy who's against killing and, and, you know, always does the right thing is like, you know, he loves Deadpool for some reason. And, you know, Deadpool's funding, uh, this Avengers team pretty much with blood money. And, you know, that just seems to be fine now, apparently. So he's clearly gone senile. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, you know, it's made for a very interesting Marvel U, though. It's been great. So, um, Hawkeye, uh, number one came out. Um that's was, a continuation
1: of what jeff lemire was yeah yeah that, that right? was
0: just a continuation even though it's number one it's a, it's just a continuation of the same story where the had the three mutant kids that were the we- the hydro weapon that uh shield you know they uh shield confiscated the 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 mutant children and or they or did they they they, they murdered uh shield agents didn't they 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 went and
1: they kidnapped the kids and then they, kidnap they get them. they get they get
0: confronted
1: by the um, by Hydra and the kids kill them all with their psychic powers. That's what it was. Yeah,
0: it was on the rooftop. And then they come
1: in and then the kids end up getting taken by somebody and I forget whether it was Hydra or Shield. It was
0: Shield. Shield has has them in custody now, but Yeah, and then that, they just
1: skip like 30 years into the future when Hawkeye is just gray and old and eating pizza.
0: Yeah, it seemed really grim. Uh, Jeff Lemire uh, is very talented, uh, when it comes to painting like a grim picture of something, uh, with words. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, you know, Kate Bishop, you know, 30 years in the future, she has pretty much assumed the mantle of Hawkeye and, you know, she has sort of despised Clint ever since this episode with, uh, those mutant children that they uh were trying to help and and how you know at the end clint decided you know give them up to shield we had no business taking them in the first place and she was you know more of you know on the side of hey you know we didn't do enough you know you just you just gave up on on me type of deal so so that creates a lot of friction and it'll be interesting to see how that goes um So, uh, that leads us to Doctor Strange. I think that might be like my new favorite. I love Doctor Strange. Another Jason Aaron book, right? Yes, it is. It's,
1: uh, he's pretty much dealing with, uh, he's kind of like Marvel's Constantine. They have some varying differences. Uh, with Doctor Strange, he's the Sorcerer Supreme, so he's the best. Yeah uh constantine's uh a, a second rate like con artist <laughs> <laughs> um but they both deal with the 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 spooky like magic stuff
0: um, yeah they deal with the dark arts the occult you know so
1: far i've been immensely entertained by uh by jason aaron's new look and i'm i like it i like the book
0: yeah, I'm a big fan. I've always been a fan of Doctor Strange, but you know, it's it's been a rarity to see a Doctor Strange book out uh for quite some time now. I know in the 70s uh, you know, Stan did a pretty extensive run on him and you know, a lot of other writers have too on and off, but he's he's one of those characters kind of like the Silver Surfer. Uh there's a few others out there too, but they kind of go in and out of the vault and they're they're brought out like when they need to be brought out and dr strange clearly you know was given his own book uh you know in preparation for this you know movie coming out which is coming out next year 2016 Uh,
1: sneaky one
0: yeah and, and and we're gonna get into next week we're gonna get into uh the marvel cinematic universe and what to look forward to in the future uh, we got an amazing amount of movies just coming out next year. I, I did the research and I was just awestruck at how many, uh, comic book based movies in general, uh, that are coming out just in 2016, but Marvel has five of them. DC's got two, which is a lot, but Marvel's got five. I mean, if, if, if you count, uh, the Fox properties, which I do, you know, I count X Men and Deadpool in there too. Uh, mm. But if you count it all, five movies—that's just so much. But you know, I can't wait. Um, just finishing up the fringe here. Uh, um, we 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 want to talk about some books coming out this month to look forward to. Uh, we got Daredevil coming out. Uh Charles Soule's writing that and apparently oh, Dare- they want uh, they want him to kill Daredevil now. I really hope not. Uh Daredevil since he, since
1: he <laughs> killed Wolverine.
0: Yeah, I have scorn for Charles. He's like I'll
1: come to Marvel but I'm going to kill your best character. That's what well, I'm going I, to
0: do and they're like no. Well, uh you know, I have some scorn for Charles Soule for that. Um p- particularly I wasn't a fan of that particular arc. But Killing um, the Wolverine. He is. I don't know. All we know about Daredevil so far. Uh, the re the rebooted number one. Is, he is dressed, that uh, in black? Right. Is that not it? Uh, I didn't see him dressed in black. I saw him dressed in red. And when, when I saw the cover, uh, I could be mistaken, but um, or it could have been a variant. Who knows? But all I know is Gambit was with him, and apparently Gambit's going to be his apprentice, which I don't really quite understand because, um. Gambit's, like, way more powerful than Daredevil. He might not be as good of a fighter. Maybe uh Matt Murdock's teaching Remy LeBeau how to be a better fighter. If that's the case, it makes sense. But, um, or maybe they're just hanging out and having bro time. I don't know what. But, I mean, in regards to, like, power sets, a, a Gambit could destroy Daredevil. So, I don't know. But it uh, it'll probably be interesting. And then... uh Punisher's coming out. Uh Becky Cloonan's gonna be working on that.
1: Oh uh, yeah. I, think, I guess this guy's been working on uh worked on Punisher before. Oh yeah, they,
0: she's uh gonna be uh working with artist Stevie Dillon, who uh, uh he's drawn Punisher. Uh actually I really love his artwork. He's also he's worked with Garth Enos on both Punisher and Preacher. He's drawn Punisher for geez, I want to say close to a decade of of just work on that character. So you so he's know, tons of you know, he knows how to draw that character, you know? I the
1: premise <laughs> of this book is they turn Frank Castle into Jason Voorhees for criminals. <laughs> <laughs> so like the, the criminals are just like, oh, they're all like scared. And then the next thing you know, like the lights go out and they're like, they're snatched up by the punisher dude. Well, when
0: Garth Ennis wrote that book, that's exactly how it was. It was it was uh always had a mature label on it. Um doing
1: the black bag stuff, just kidnapping people. Oh,
0: no, it was like ridiculously uh morbid and, and actually pretty frightening, you know. He'd be like, you know, duct taping grenades into people's mouths and just yeah, a lot of that like, you know, lights off uh you know shoot 'em up stuff so um this this is something to look forward to this is going to be huge because you got probably the best punisher artists of all time back on that title book how cool is that you never see that in the industry i've never you know you never really see artists <sighs> With the exception of people that like to work on Batman, because everyone likes to work on Batman and Superman and shit. But besides that, you rarely see an artist or a writer go back to a title that they've already worked on for, for like, you know, five to 10 years and work on it again. Usually they want to expand their, their repertoire and, and do other things. So, I mean, it's a, it's a special treat to have Steve Dillon on that book. I don't know how long he'll be on it. I hope it's a long time, but. Pick it up, you're not gonna wanna miss it. Uh, and then also, uh, I don't, I don't know if it's this month or next month, but, uh, we got Moon Knight coming back out. Jeff Lemire, once again, uh, he's doing that book, so he's doing three Marvel titles. Uh, Moon Knight's always a good time, you know, uh, when you have a mercenary that's like, incredibly skilled and dangerous, that's also, like, losing his mind, like, completely, uh, that always makes for a, a pretty good tale, so. Uh, in particular with, you know, the dark, gritty crime noir stuff, uh, Moon Knight is always, always a good read. Uh, and then I suppose, uh, one last fringe character that I was hoping you could enlighten us, uh, about a little bit more since you've been reading it is, uh, the book Karnak.
1: Sure. Yeah. So Karnak is, an inhuman character um, is his, his special ability is that he can find the weak point in anything. So he's got kind of a weird big head, but he's he's very swift. and He's kind of a kung fu master, and since he knows where the weak spot and everything is, he just ends up hitting it and then like like just wrecks house. And uh, at the beginning of the first book, he's um, tasked by Shield to find this uh, inhuman child. Which he agrees to it, but his terms are that he takes on the child and he has to live at the monastery where he lives because he's like uh karnak is also an inhuman priest of something or
0: other. that's right, yeah, yeah he's a pretty neat character, very unique he
1: is he's just the guy who knows where like everybody's weak spot is, so shield goes sets him loose, and I guess he's after to go uh save this kid and he's already like like people are like like separated by body parts. Like in the arms and legs and fingers and cause Karnak's just like, like doing crazy kung fu moves and splitting people's limbs from their bodies.
0: Oh yeah. Wow. It's pretty, it's a pretty <laughs> gritty
1: one. It's been fun. Um, i I figured I'd give it a shot and he's got a very interesting kind of character. So I'll just kind of see where the story goes with them, you know? And it, you know, from what I understand, it's a book that you're now hooked on. So it is good. No, I'm trying to get more into the Inhumans. I'm actually trying to like learn everything comics, and then somehow become really, really smart. Become like the watcher of comics in a way. You know, like the guy, like if they want to talk about comics on CNN, they like they pick up my number and call me.
0: You know, uh that would be a cool job. You know, I, I'd like to think like maybe they'd they'd call like uh, the comic book correspondent you know, Stan Lee or, or or Jim Lee or or I don't know Todd McFarlane, who knows? But I mean, if they called you, like, you know how pumped I would be? I'd be so pumped.
1: That's right, man. I go like freaking pick up uh, one of my graphic tees off the floor in my bedroom, you know, and like just wipe <laughs> the lint off it a little bit. Yeah, go talk you know, about Wolf Blitzer about, you know. Yeah, go talk about the, 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 the state of Iron
0: Man. Yeah. We'll talk, or you could, you could do a political analysis of, of, uh, Captain America's Civil War. There you go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. Maybe you could do that, uh, you know, on Colbert or something. Who knows? They just, just, they just need to email me. That's all <laughs> they need to do. So, um. Oh, we uh, we 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 covered the meat and potatoes today. Um, certainly we didn't hit every single title. Marvel just has so much to offer. Oh, I mean,
1: and um, come December—well, it is December—but come within the next couple months. Yeah, uh, December, they're gonna January. release all sorts of new titles. They're gonna just flood the market and then keep what sticks, and then just flood a bunch of other stuff out there after that.
0: Yeah, it's a little overwhelming to the consumer, frankly. Uh, I don't have the wallet for this right now, so I'm gonna have to, like, be real decisive over the next few months, but yeah. boy, I tell you, I'm having a good time reading Marvel Comics right now. It's just been, it's been a great time to be into Marvel, it, and it's gonna be a great time to be into Marvel for the indefinite future. It's just so cool. Hopefully. So.
1: Yeah, and it's kinda, kinda feels like they're, like, they're getting ready to, to get ahead of, uh, DC as far as the books are concerned.
0: I think they already are. I think. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's. So if they keep
1: this trend, that might just grind DC into nothingness. I mean, DC really is counting on the fact that these movies make them
0: money. They, I think they're in a, they're in a little trouble if they don't. I, I, I'll just say that. They're in a lot of trouble if they don't. Yeah. (laughs) Well,
1: think about it though. What if Fox then goes ahead and goes to Time Warner and they're like, "Uh, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna buy DC off you." There you go. That's a possibility, right? You, uh, it's not a great one but it's a possibility.
0: But the business is, is business. It's all dollars and cents when when you get down to it so. Uh you know, I mean, I've been a have been a Marvel fan all my life. I've been a DC fan most of my life. I want to see them both do well, but uh that's sort of just the way things look right now, but um join us next week uh we're going to continue talking a little bit about Marvel Comics, but in the regards to the cinematic universe and the television series that they've come out with, we're going to talk a little bit about Jessica Jones, uh, which was a phenomenal, phenomenal series. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the other Defenders uh, shows that are going to be up and coming. We're going to talk a little bit about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, and then also we're going to talk about... Uh, some of the major motion picture events to be looking forward to uh, in 2016 and 2017. So uh, tune in with us next week uh, if uh, any of that interests you, because it certainly interests us. Um, with that being said, we want to thank you all for tuning in this week. My name is Andrew Puzak of Vigilant Geek Media, and with me, as always, is...
1: Hold it on, Vigilant Geek Media!
0: And we'd like you to please remember to always... Stay Stay vigilant. Vigilant!